because a lot of people have maybe not announced that they are closing their restaurants for good, but in essence, that's what they've done. Until last month, Zach Jabal worked at a Seattle restaurant and watched as the first cases of coronavirus changed his hometown weeks before the rest of the country. I lost my job, I lost my primary source of income, and unemployment's not gonna make up for that at this point. I kept trying to shake people I knew in the industry awake, like this is not, uh, yeah, we might have to buy some gloves and have people wear them. This is a, you are not going to be able to be open soon. He'll tell us about the economic and social toll of the virus on the American city that's been dealing with it the longest. When I do go to the grocery store on occasion or walk my dog or, or take my son out, there's that like shrug emoji feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also the kind of like, can we still talk to one another? Hello from Queens, where we've also perfected the shrug emoji. I'm Brooke Silva Braga. This is Ahead of the Curve, where we have conversations with uh, people from the places that have been dealing with coronavirus the longest, and we delay those chats by the same amount of time they are ahead of the U.S. It hopefully creates some interesting comparisons. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've spoken to folks uh, from Italy and South Korea. In the next couple of weeks, Taiwan and China. But today, something a little different. We're going to have this conversation uh, with a man from Seattle, Washington. Seattle was really the first uh, city that had to deal with coronavirus. Uh, and so we're gonna talk to Zach Jabal about kind of how they've watched the rest of the country be a little bit behind Seattle, what the experience there uh, has been like over the last couple months. We spoke on April 6th. I thought Washington and Seattle would be interesting to do because you guys are almost like your own, yeah. own country. Yeah that was like ahead of the rest of this mm -hmm. country. And the perspective you have that folks in other countries don't have is you're still here in the US consuming American media, having an American experience. Yeah. And I'm curious how you felt the country being behind where you guys are. So, I mean, I think for me, you know, being someone who was working in and around restaurants in particular, one of the striking things to me was seeing, you know, the shift happened in Seattle in, I would say really noticeably the very beginning of March. Um, so uh, just for a timeline's sake, the the first fatality in the U.S., which happened uh, in Kirkland, which is just across Lake Washington from Seattle, was um, February 29th, which was a Saturday. And I was working in the restaurant that night. And that news came across and, you know, whatever. It, we had been talking about it because obviously those first cases were in the area and it was sort of in the, in the news locally and obviously nationally too, but... Uh, and it was really noticeable. So that Saturday night was pretty normal in the restaurant. The next day was dramatically slower. And I, I was talking to, you know, I was seeing it on on forums for people in the industry. Uh, you know, oh, well, you know, do we need to start paying attention to sanitation? And, you know, do we have to start being a little more forward thinking about that? And I was trying to tell them, like, honestly, you have to start thinking about if your restaurant's going to be open in two weeks, because you could just see what was happening in Seattle. Places were starting to close. Um, the restaurant company I work for closed all of its restaurants. It announced it on um, Wednesday, March 11th, that they would all be closing on Sunday the 15th, which ended up being the day that Governor Inslee passed or, or sort of issued the stay-at-home order anyhow. So even if we hadn't made that announcement, we would have been closed within the day or two anyhow. And it was really like, I kept trying to shake people I knew in the industry awake. Like, this is not, uh, yeah, we might have to buy some gloves and have people wear them. This is a, you are not going to be able to be open soon. And, and hard to know in each place when that would happen, but, but it was clear that that's what was coming. Yeah, and you guys have had to deal with it just being closed longer than these other places. 
Have you noticed as the time has worn on a change? I guess, are people giving up? Do they assume they'll reopen? Is that any different oh, than it was a couple boy. weeks ago? We're, everyone's in sort of dry dock, right? You know, the everything, if and when the ability to reopen restaurants happens, it's going to happen in a really sort of staggered and piecemeal fashion because a lot of people have maybe not announced that they are closing their restaurants for good, but in essence, that's what they've done. And if they reopen, it's going to have to be with a lot of funding that's probably going to have to come from some other entity, whether that's outside investment or the government or something. Well, wait, explain that. You close down. Why can't I just reopen two months later? Well, I think part of it is, you know, the restaurant industry in particular is dependent on a lot of very perishable items, right? So if you have tens of thousands of dollars of food product that you're you're hoping yeah. to sell when you close down you either sold that off gave it away donated it but you may not have 20 or 30,000 or 40,000 dollars to buy all the product you need on hand to operate a, a reasonable sized restaurant for even just a week that's even assuming that you know you can hire staff back because you know a lot of people have been laid off and the other big unknown in this is how is the public going to respond? I think there's some belief, and, and maybe it's founded, that that some people will be very eager to go back out and dine because they're sick of being in their house. And, and I certainly think all of us feel that to some extent. I tend to think that a lot of people are going to be very cautious for you know months past whenever you know people are kind of permitted to leave the house. And I think restaurants are going to be one of those things that someone, a lot of people say, well, do I really want that? Maybe I really want to be able to go out to the park. I want to be able to get my kids somewhere. I want to be able to do, you know, but I'm not going to go to a movie theater or a restaurant because like, do I really need that? I might get more takeout, but I'm not necessarily going to put myself at risk, perceived risk at least in that way. And that's something that restaurants are going to have to grapple with and and, and are thinking about, but may not have answers to yet. Yeah. The other way that you guys are ahead is you're dealing with this before the rest of the country, but the national stimulus bill, those checks are going to go out to Washington the same day they go out to Arizona. And mm -hmm. so people there are having to deal with all the economic impacts longer than anyone else. And so kind of, again, like Canary in the coal mine, I'm wondering, like, have you noticed anything in the last couple of weeks where, where things seem to be getting more desperate? Either you hear it in the local news, you know friends, I think the state has so far done a relatively good job of getting unemployment checks to those people where rent was an issue. I know there have been a lot of efforts made to kind of mitigate that. Um, you know, totally candidly, like we we renegotiated our rent. You know, my wife and I rent a house and we renegotiated our rent with our um the landlord and the and the property management company and they were you know we were able to find a number that worked for everyone for mm -hmm. the time being and and I you know I'm thankful that they were they saw you know they recognized that you know I lost my job I lost my primary source of income and unemployment's not going to make up for that at this point point. and so I think that that ha that part has been good I know there have been a lot of efforts to provide you know we're members of a synagogue and there have been a lot of emails about things you can do to support synagogue members who are and other community members generally who are um, you know struggling there's been a lot of of communication. I think the hard part for a lot of us, and this is not a Seattle specific issue, is a lot of the things we would want to do for people in these circumstances, like provide meals, you know, provide job training opportunities just are not possible in this crisis, um, both because there are, you know, jobs are not something that are readily available outside of a few sectors. And also just, we have to stay apart. And so the things you would do to kind of provide comfort and, and literal sustenance to friends and, and family who had lost their jobs, you know, we just can't do. And that, that part's been hard, but that's been a, a 
problem everywhere. It's not just a Seattle thing. Um, I'm curious to the extent you're willing to go into it, like how a rent renegotiation works. Do you have a new rate or they offer it for a couple months? What, what yeah, are they willing I mean, to give you? We basically agreed to a, to a reduction. Um, I won't go into the exact details, but but basically, you know, that we we saw a, re, a reduction in our rent for April and May to this point, um, you know, with the idea that we'll reconsider it, um, that was sort of commensurate to essentially my reduction in income. So, um, you know, I was really, we were really honest with them, like, hey, this is how much my income has gone down. Um, Here's what we think that means to what we can pay in rent. Fortunately, they were like, that sounds, you know, that sounds fair to us. Basically, we'll revisit this come, you know, June. You know, we're happy to basically resume paying the rent we were paying. It's just, we had to kind of, you know, I was very proactive with like, hey, I've lost my job. The honest truth is there's not jobs out there. I can't go work in another restaurant. You know, (laughs) none of them are open. And so they were fortunately, you know, they were, they were um, very helpful or at least very um, agreeable in that. Seattle's kind of an interesting town in that you have these two, maybe it's more than two, but it's Amazon and Microsoft. Is there another like gargantuan thing I'm forgetting in town? I guess Boeing. Yeah, I mean, Google and Facebook have large presences here. They're obviously not the headquarters here, but them and Starbucks is another very large employer. Oh, of course, Starbucks. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm getting at is it's there are like stratas in Seattle with like mm-hmm. some of not just a few, but a lot of the richest people in the country and then some normal people and then some people like anywhere like struggling. And I wonder if there's been any kind of class divide or tension. I think the one you're seeing the most, and it's it's not just a Seattle thing, but we definitely have a lot of it here, is is in general a disparity between the sort of white work, uh, not well, white specifically in terms of race, but also white collar working class and people whose jobs are dependent in some way on physical presence and proximity mm, yep. to people. The people who are, yeah, they're stuck at home. Maybe they're stuck at home with their kids, which is no fun. But their their job is. Hey, let's not knock is. the kids. No, I love my son, okay. but it's but definitely... these other people, no fun. They're not having <laughs> no, any I just fun mean, staying home with the kids. Well, it's more just like it, it's an added it's challenge, a lot. right? Yeah, um, and so um, and so I think you know that that's been the biggest thing is the people who are who are going from you know a job where they're where they're working in a certain kind of space and capacity and that's shifted home yeah. to the person whose job just disappeared there's been an ongoing conversation in Seattle for a while now um, about what it you know what does it mean that the some of the largest companies some of the wealthiest people live in this general area and you know no one is quite sure how to grapple with that but I think right now the, the, the tension that I'm seeing is less you know anger towards uh, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or, or just or whatever, you know, sort of feelings about them and more about the sort of strata of people in the city who are not seeing any real economic impact from this, uh, maybe a lifestyle impact, but not an economic one, and the rest of the people who are. And that is, you know, that's challenging to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I was thinking less anger toward, not even anger, but just tension with Bezos or Gates, but more like all those people in town making like 250 grand a year who yeah. like, you know, they, they can survive a few months. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's a thing for sure. And it's a thing that I see, again, a lot, a lot of what I, where I see it from are the people who I've worked with in the past and, and up until recently in restaurants who are, you know, served a lot of those people. Um, and in some cases, you know, some of them were regulars. And, and I'll say, like, I, I won't go into the specifics, but I've heard, you know, lots of, heard stories of people who, whose, you know, regular guests, you know, found ways to send them, you know, 
essentially bonuses. You oh, know, really? Here's, you know, here's what I can do. Yeah, but there's a lot of people in restaurants who don't have that opportunity. They're cooks, they're dishwashers, yeah. they're bussers. And those are the people who are, you know, I think also, you know, really um, put in peril by this because they don't have... They don't have the means normally, and they don't have the connection to the wealthy people who they might be able to kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, have as a benefactor in some fashion. I uh, kind of could have asked this as like a first question, but here I am asking it toward the end. Uh, can you describe the mood? Can you get a sense of the mood when you're just sitting <laughs> in your house? I think that's actually a really fascinating question and, and a hard one to answer. Um, I would say the thing that is most interesting to me is the way that I, when I do go to the grocery store on occasion or walk my dog or, or take my son out, it's the, it's the way that all of us, I think are sort of like, there's just a kind of like, there's that like shrug emoji feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also the kind of like, can we still talk to one another? You mm -hmm. know? And it's like, you realize like you can stand 10 feet away from someone and have a conversation. It's not maybe the most you know, you're not gonna have a long conversation for the most part in that setting. And maybe it's a little bit odd to do that in public, but I've talked to a few of our neighbors on walks and you know, there, we keep a safe distance, but it's like, okay, I don't have to remain entirely disconnected from everyone around me. I think, I think, I mean, you know, I, I guess I'm not a doctor obviously, so that could be uh, bad information. No, but, but, I, think, but I think there's, no, and I kind of want to linger on this point just for a minute because I, I think they've given a specific number, right? They've said six feet. Yeah. In, in, in fact, on, I work with CBS, we, in one piece, even encouraged people to do social things where they're very far apart, but can still be in the same yeah. physical space. That was happening out front of my apartment yesterday when the upstairs neighbor's son was having his birthday. Oh, wow. And kids from his class came by and they were on the sidewalk and he was on the front step, I don't know, 10, 15 feet apart. And a lady in a neighboring building opened the window and yelled, you shouldn't be doing that. This isn't a time for a party. You need to be farther apart. You shouldn't be down there. And it's like, it was really something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> New York City uh, neighbors do tend to get up in everyone's business. Yeah, I yeah. Know, and it's denser sure. in general than it is there. But still, like, how we navigate this and, and yeah. like, in some moments it feels communal and we're all in this mm -hmm. together. And in other moments, you're, it almost feels like you're not supposed to even be in community. Yeah. But there is something about that being able to be in the same physical space as someone and have a conversation with them. And obviously further apart than I normally would be, you know, where you get, you get more of the, the experience of that being, you know, in a person's presence. And obviously it's not something that can be done, um, all the time or at great length, I don't think. Um, but it's important, you know, because as much as I love my family, just talking to them would be um, insufficient. <laughs> um, because things have gotten better there for a bit, I wonder if there is any talk of second wave. Is that in the conversation there or not? I think it's come up. I mean, again, I think this is a lot of the reason why um, I think wisely... Uh, Governor Inslee and, and other and others in the in the state government got ahead of things because I think if they had not sort of said we're extending this through the end of April through I think March fourth or May fourth I'm sorry is the day I think there there would be in a week or so if you continue to see sort of decreasing numbers of new cases and frankly like the weather got better you would hear more and more sort of groundswell like hey maybe it's time to 
to start again. I have been surprised so far, and obviously it's a this qualified answer, at how dramatically um, adhered to the rules seem to have been around here. I think mm. that's been one thing that surprised me, as I thought there would be, I thought I would see and hear more, ah, uh, whatever, it's not that big a deal. And that was the attitude everywhere, including here for a while. Um, but it seems like people have just really bought in, and and obviously that's not a hundred percent. Wait, can you? Because you're saying there was a change. Can you at all identify when that change happened? You're saying it was that yeah. way at the beginning, then it wasn't. The big tech companies, in particular, sort of issued work from home orders in late February, and I think that was you know that was a big wake up call to people. Um, and then I, I don't have the date in front of me. I would have to look it up. But then you know, in I think in early ish March the public schools started closing down. And again, those two things were real signals to people like, this is a big deal. And I think even more than the stay at home order, um, which obviously had a big deal, a big big impact as well. You know, it was that that really um, got drove home to me personally, and to a lot of people I know, like, oh, this isn't just, you know, yeah, if you're 65 and up, you should be careful. It's like this is a big deal for everyone, and if Amazon and all that are doing that, I heard the same thing from South Korea, where they said the closing of the schools in a country that takes education so seriously was what shook people awake. And you could see how yeah. people like Amazon and Microsoft, that are kind of authority figures in that community beyond the government, would have that same effect. Well, and with and with those two, it was actually interesting. There's a there's a piece uh, that I read a, a few weeks ago about kind of how all of those companies, you know, all the big tech companies that have large operations here in Seattle, all kind of had this ongoing conversation and announced the stay the work from home order sort of all at the same time. And in the same way that I think for maybe the country as a whole, the like cancellation of a lot of different uh, sporting uh, leagues kind of at about the same time was another big like, oh, wait, this is a really big deal to the country as a whole. Prior to that in Seattle, when you've got, you know, you know sort of functionally competitors like Amazon and Google and Facebook issuing these sort of this sort of joint statement, like we are, you know, instructing basically almost our entire workforce to work from home. Like that's a big, yeah, that resonated a lot here. Okay, before we go, do you want to plug what your shirt's about? Discord. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, Discord is my um, my my wine business essentially, um, and what I'm doing right now because a lot of the functions of my business are not op- not possible uh, is I'm doing uh, twice weekly online wine classes. Um, wine education was really what I was doing um, in large part before all this, and uh, so yeah, if you. Uh, Search uh, for Disgorged. Uh, you can find my website. Um, I'm on YouTube uh, twice weekly, so Wednesdays and Saturdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and I do about a half-hour class um, with a different topic every time. Uh, and it gives me a little bit of structure to my week and to my drinking, which is nice. Any excuse for a glass, I'll take it. <laughs> Zach, exactly. good, to, good to see you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, bro. Despite their early start, Washington State may not be opening back up uh, any sooner than a lot of other places. Governor Jay Inslee says they need to get testing capacity up and the number of new cases down. Uh, That hasn't happened to the level that he wants yet. But uh, some of those same uh, Washington State-based companies that we talked about being kind of civic leaders uh, in the closing down are now uh, trying to start opening up. In some cases, Boeing has 27,000 workers uh, returning to the job this week. And Starbucks has said they're going to try to start looking at uh, whether they can reopen some locations. Next week, uh, a really interesting conversation Uh, from Taiwan, one of the early coronavirus success stories. Uh, Until then, uh, thanks for checking us out. Uh, Rate, review, 
oh, I always forget, rate, review, subscribe, uh, and uh, stay safe this week. Hope to see you next Monday.